Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you, thank you. Wow, it's so good to be in church and great to be in the presence of God and uh, we've had a two weeks holiday and it's great to be back um, to connect and worship together and my arm is getting better and six weeks tomorrow so the bones are healing and I've already started taking it off some of the time but it wasn't game today because someone would hug me a little bit too hard not knowing and uh, so thanks for your prayers and uh, before I preach I just want to pray for a family Dr. Shola and Fola and Innie if you could come just while we we're worshipping the Lord showed me three words over you as a family just come on down oh Holy Spirit I just felt his presence so real I just saw the word favour over your lives I saw favor over your lives I saw increase and the other word I saw was healing your doctors and you run a medical clinic and you're helping bring hope and healing to people's lives but I saw the the word of the Lord said he wants to bring healing into your own family and physical lives as well and I don't know you haven't talked to me about any issues you're facing but I just felt the Lord say I want to bring healing in and through you to another level and I see favor I see favor where God's going to um, open up more doors for your lives and your skill to touch many more people's lives he's maybe already hap- that's happening and he says I want you to live in the faith zone not the safe zone live in the faith zone not the safe zone keep stepping out and doing what God's called you to do and you will see the hand of God I just I just see any God wants to heal Heal your body. You've got a condition with one of your hand, elbows. It's stiff, can't open, can't, it doesn't open out right, doesn't straighten. As we were worshiping, I felt the Spirit of God say, I'm going to touch you, Amy. Just reach out your hand right now. Thanks, Dave. Father, I pray right now for your healing power to flow through in his body. Lord, touch his elbow and his joints in Jesus' name and bring your healing power and touch her life in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for full restoration. I thank you for Dr. Scholler and Fowler for their precious lives that love you and serve you. Father, I thank you for that favor, that increase, that overflow. Lord, that your spirit would flow through and that would bring healing and hope to many people. In the name of Jesus, And Lord, I thank you. Thank you for grace and wisdom as they will step out in faith. In the power of your spirit, it will overflow them, Lord. They will not feel overwhelmed or afraid, but they will just know your spirit filling and overflowing their lives. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for that increase over their lives. Lord, for your strength over their family and their children. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive that from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give God praise. God bless you guys. Bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. God is so good. Wow. God is so good. We had just an amazing first service with the Transformations graduation with Bradley and uh, Amy. And I don't think there was a dry eye in the place. Let's take our seats. Marilyn, come and tell us about Brad's nana that came. Thanks, Dale. Like Ross said, it was just a a celebration of two transformed lives. And um, 
some of the uh, family, uh, the church was very full, which was lovely to see. And um, and sitting over here was uh, Bradley's grandmother, and she just flew down from Cairns last night. And I just happened to strike up a conversation in the ladies, as we do. And uh, and she she had not seen Bradley for 17, 18 months before he went into the program. And so the difference that was very dramatic for her because um, Bradley had, uh, he's a extremely tall, even taller than Tim. Can you believe it? He's, a, he's an extremely tall guy. And, um, and she just was really overcome. I don't think she was a believer at all because she didn't understand what was happening. And she, she said to me, um, I was just standing there listening to Bradley and I could see for myself the change in him and how different he is. And he's always, you know, he's her grandson and she loves him. But she said the difference was like chalk and cheese. And he'd become an ice addict and he had a lot of addictions and a lot of problems and he'd become a very violent and very angry young man and to see and when you're that big <laughs> that's a problem <laughs> and um you know so it just to see the the gentleness of heart and soul and uh, she said something just happened to me I I don't quite know how to explain it but she said it just came from up with within me and overwhelmed like I just felt completely overwhelmed and I just burst into tears and I was explaining the work of the Holy Spirit and how that that um, we have a spirit that lives for eternity um, and that that we were made for the presence of God and and that what you were experiencing she said I just couldn't stop crying I've been crying she was cleaning herself up a bit and uh, and she said it but it wasn't sad tears it was happy tears and and I thought wow there's the power of a transformed life that that not only has um, saved Bradley's life but his family has been um, been impacted and there's a healing and a, a reconnection and our community is a, is as a whole is is better off by by every life that that is surrendered to God and and uh, is able to um, the power of that testimony the power of that story I think um, is is just the tip of the iceberg and uh, it's great to be part of it hey yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, our mayor, Chris Loft, came as well. He's on our transformation board and helped present um, the um, uh, awards as well, the graduation certificate and uh, eagle that they get. So just keep praying. God's at work. And it's their sixth birthday for transformation today. So after this service, there's a, there's a celebration lunch down on uh, transformations at uh, 234 Torquay uh, Road. And a free lunch. So if you want to go down there and catch up and celebrate with some of them, you're welcome to do that. Wow, we had a lovely holiday away. Went up to Townsville and uh, Charters Towers and Hewenden and uh, caught up with family and friends and had a good break after Rachel and Matt's wedding two weeks ago. That was an exciting time. We had 32 people at our place for some of the meals and people in every bed conceivable. So it was a very busy but fun time. And we needed a, a rest after that. So... Uh, here we are. Today I want to share on a powerful truth, following on from the transformation story, but there's a scripture in um, Revelation 19 verse 10. It says, At this I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And 
I preached on this once years ago, but this last week, God really got a hold of my heart again and said, there's incredible prophetic power in a testimony or a story. We've all got a story, but the Bible says that it's a prophetic power. In other words, when you share your story, it stirs prophetic hope that what's happened to you can happen to them or to their family or their friends. And that's what we're seeing through transformation. We're seeing in our um, church. This passage can be interpreted in several ways. Maybe it means that the message proclaimed by Jesus is the essence of prophetic proclamation, which it is. Or it could also mean that when we testify about who Jesus is and what he has done in our own lives or in the lives of others, it releases a prophetic faith for miracles and breakthrough and the same salvation and freedom that's come in that person's life can come in theirs. And that's why it's so powerful when we share our story. And I want to talk a little bit about the power of that. I've uh, recently read Bill Johnson's book, Releasing the Spirit of Prophecy. And then he shares many stories of the faith that is released to others as they read or hear a testimony of blessing and transformation in a person's life. If God has done something powerful and remarkable in another person's life, then maybe it could happen in my life as well. Declaring the testimony can be the means that God releases faith and the promise that it can happen in you or others. And it's so, so powerful. And in this uh, book, uh, Bill shares a story that he was in a meeting years ago. And uh, he was praying for people. There was a little boy with club feet. Couldn't walk properly at all and they were all twisted. And as they prayed, uh, he came along and uh, his wife and one of the others prayed for him. And he got totally healed in front of their eyes in this meeting. And so this little boy, he was so excited. He could see this happening. And his little friend said, run, Jimmy, run. So he runs around the whole building and so excited. You can imagine the look on his face. I can run. I can run. He's about a 10-year-old boy. Bill Johnson then, his wife was videoing just what was happening. They took it back to their own church the next Sunday and just celebrate what God had done in the previous week when they were ministering in another church. And as they showed it, there was another child in the meeting that got instantly healed as the testimonies being shared. And over the coming weeks and months, they had several others got healed of club feet until they were at a meeting and the driver for Bill Johnson came from Brazil. And he said the next morning, he says, my sister in Brazil was watching the service streamed live from America to Brazil. And when you talked about the testimony, this mother had a 10-year-old girl who had club feet. And as she walked out from her bedroom, the mother said, I believe God can do it for my daughter. Didn't even lay hands on her. As she walked out, she was instantly healed as she walked to her mother. And there's just dozens of stories left. I thought, wow, the power of a testimony. Because it releases faith and hope that God can do it again. He can do it again and again and again. And so whether your testimony is dramatic or powerful, or whether it's just a faithful journey with God, it's powerful. Because someone will watch your life as a Christian family and say, how have you raised your kids and they're all going on for God? How have you done this in your marriage or in your workplace? How have you faced those challenges but you kept trusting God? That is a powerful testimony, whether it's a dramatic or a normal uh, life testimony. Testimonies prophesy God's intent and nature to all who will heal. He will hear. These stories very clearly show the faith and miracles that are released through a testimony. When we read in the Bible or hear a testimony of healing or salvation, our faith can be stirred to believe that God can do the same thing. 
Jesus has called us to fulfill his commission to disciple people in all nations through preaching and demonstrating the gospel of the kingdom. Our capacity to remember what God has done in our lives and throughout history, the test me is one of the primary things that will determine our success or failure in building and sustaining a kingdom lifestyle of power. That's why we read the Bible. We read the stories of Jesus. We read the stories throughout the Bible. Why? So we can remember what God has done and He can do it again. He can do it again. And that's why the Holy Spirit has come to empower. So He uses our story. He uses other people's stories. I remember when I first started preaching as a youth pastor and, and uh, I said to an older pastor, I said, I got the scriptures, but I don't have any stories of my own. He said, that's okay. Just use Bible stories and other stories, and one day you'll have your own stories. We're now 35 years down the track. I've done a few missions trips. I've been ministering, and I've got lots of stories to share that have happened in me or through me or I've observed personally. And so God says, use the story. I love reading books, biographies. I love watching stories that are real that honor God, because as I watch it, I get stirred and think, wow, if God could do it through them, He can do it through me, or He can do it through our church, or He can do it through our kids. And so I, that's why I love reading and listening and watching and hearing other people's stories, because they all honor God, and they stir faith in our hearts. A testimony is the written or spoken record of anything God has done in history. Psalm 109 and 11 says, I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. Wow. That's when you read the Word, you get fired up, you get excited. You can be wrestling with life and you read some stories in Scripture of how Jesus changed lives or how He showed up in people's lives. All of a sudden, faith comes. Hey, if God can do it, then He can do it again now. Everything God has said and done in history is your eternal possession. And that record holds all the resources you need to be transformed into the same image of Christ and become a transformer of other people. Our testimony should always reveal God. It's not just about our salvation or a story of miraculous healing or breakthrough. We aren't the main character because our stories show what God has done. So it's not. A, some people say, well, I don't want to bring attention to myself so they don't tell their story. That's false humility. We need to be honest with what God has done and is doing through our lives. And don't be afraid to share it because that helps other people see God working in another human being and they can connect to it. And that's why sharing your story. You don't have to self-promote, but be honest. Don't exaggerate and say stuff that happened that didn't happen. And don't minimize and hide your emotions or the fears or the, the steps of faith. Just be honest and real about the God part and the human part when you share your story and God will get the glory. And it will be a bridge. We can often exaggerate or minimize the God or the human part and it never connects well. People think, well, I just don't know if I can believe that. But if you're just honest, sincere and authentic... God gets the glory and people's lives will be touched and inspired. And that's the power of our testimony, of our story that God wants us to have. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. What's a witness? A witness means someone with a testimony. It's the very word that Jesus used to describe his true disciples. 
So we are witnesses. So when you're a follower of Jesus, you just witness something and then you talk about it. You report it. Jesus changed my life, so you're a witness to that. Jesus changed my friend's life, so you talk about that. We are witnesses of what he has done. The testimonies of God are an invaluable inheritance because in each story of what God has done, there is a revelation of his nature. And this is an invitation to know God experientially in that revelation. Such encounters transform us, and I've learned transform people transform people. Healed people help heal other people. Wounded people wound other people. And so we pass on who we are and what God has done in our lives. John 5, 19 to 20, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. So Jesus did what he saw the father do. When Jesus, before he left, he said, I'll send the Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you. He's our coach. Hallelujah. How awesome is to have a coach like the Holy Spirit coaching us how to, to live and overcome and move into freedom and let kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. The challenges, the schemes of the enemy that come against us, the challenge of life that the coach, the Holy Spirit's there to help us and show us a way to move forward. Experiencing God through what he's done in the past correctly positions us to experience God and what he's doing in the present. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is passionate to accomplish something very specific in us, and that is to conform us to the image of Christ. Learn to listen and respond to the Holy Spirit in our lives. I've learned the more I respond to the Holy Spirit, the more God does. The more I have courage to step out of the safe zone into the faith zone, things happen. How often does God ask us to do something when we think, oh, I'm a bit scared, I'm going to stay, play it safe today. Is anyone one of those safe Harrys, you know, that we just play it safe? Other people jump in before they think about it and then they've got to work through the consequences after. But I prefer to live in the faith zone and not the safe zone with God's wisdom there because then we see blessing and breakthroughs happen. The Bible is divided into the Old and New Testaments. They are testimonies about God and about His works and ways. That's what testament, testimonies are. They are telling God's story, Old and New Testament. The Hebrew word for testimony comes from a, Greek, from a Hebrew word that means to repeat or to do it again. Wow. So the Hebrew root for the word testimony means to repeat or to do again. So that's why there's power when you share your testimony or story. It might be just a moment. It doesn't mean you're not everyone's up on stage like uh, Brad and Amy were this morning and sharing their story publicly. Sometimes it's just in a, a chat in a life group. It's just in a prayer time. It's with a new neighbor. It's someone at work. They're saying, I don't know how to face the future. And you just share a little story, a little testimony of how God's given you hope given you a breakthrough you are sharing your story and then in the process you are releasing prophetic faith that God can do it again I remember when we, I went to Toronto years ago when there a revival was happening there in 1994 and one of the songs that was written I think by David Roos he wrote this song do it again Lord do it again it was a really simple song but the more they sang it the more miracles happened 
It was like, do it again, do it again. And I'd, I didn't realize then, but they, it was a biblical principle that was te- tied to this meaning of the word testimony. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Every time we preach salvation, do it again, Lord. Bring someone else into the kingdom. Do it again, Lord. Bring healing. Bring breakthrough, restoration. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. And God stirred my heart to believe for more and more breakthroughs and blessing and strength and favor. Dion Hockey's coming next week, and, and he's a revivalist, carries an anointing of God and stirs us up. And he carries uh, a, an anointing of God to bring miracles and salvation and breakthrough. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He was in Cairns. They had 50 people got saved in two nights up there only about three weeks ago in Cairns. I want to encourage you to bring people next Sunday and then the following week, Tuesday to Friday nights, because as you bring them into the atmosphere of the presence of God that you felt today, and like in the first service, people get touched. They start to cry. They think, what's happening? It's God's love. It's His hope. It's His grace touching their hearts. God uses people like Dion just to carry that extra uh, anointing breakthrough for salvation and miracles of healing. I'm believing, Lord, do it again, Lord. I'm believing for miracles and breakthrough and transformation. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. That's the prayer of my heart. The, the testimony is something to be repeated both in word and in deed. We're to create an atmosphere, an opportunity for God to do again His kingdom power and works among us. Oh, God. John 6.63 says, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. When Jesus spoke, He released the Spirit of God in the atmosphere and the reality of the kingdom of God began to transform earthly reality. A true prophetic word changes the atmosphere and acts as a catalyst that sets a chain of events in motion to bring the word to pass. That's how powerful the prophetic word or your testimony, it releases prophetic power to start to see God actually bring it to pass. That's why preaching in the natural mind, how, how does your work preaching about Jesus and his stories? But the Holy Spirit comes and takes it, and as you speak it by faith, it starts to change people's minds and attitudes and hearts and thinking. I've watched, I've been in meetings, and all of a sudden someone will have a prophetic word, and all of a sudden the atmosphere shifts, changes, faith's alive, freedom comes, and it's just amazing how a prophetic word or someone's testimony can just shift the atmosphere because it brings an open heaven, and that's what you can do, whether it's sharing with your family or neighbors, or whether it's in a church setting or in a powerful uh, situation. The Apostle Paul exhorted us to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So when you share a testimony, you're actually prophesying that God can do it again. How awesome is that? You think, well, I don't get those visions and dreams like some of the singers do. And, and Peter comes up here and says, I see in the Spirit and see this. He says, I don't get that very often. But let me tell you, you mightn't see that very often, but you do have a remembrance of what God's done. And you can share that. That's just as powerful. Prophecy over your family. Prophecy over your family, over your workplace, over your health and finance, over other people. We need a desire to grow in the grace of the Holy Spirit to hear and declare what God is saying. When we declare the works of God, we release a creative prophetic anointing that changes the atmosphere. The declared testimony creates access for the very anointing that brought about the testimony in the first place, which was also released through a declaration to bring it again. Declaring your testimony does not just mean preaching or sharing in a meeting, often is just sharing in conversation with people. So a few things you need to do to help activate. Number one, have a spirit of gratitude. Have a spirit of gratitude. Count your blessings. 
as the old hymn went. Count your blessings one by one and you'll be amazed at what the Lord has done. Focus on what you have and not just on what you don't have. The enemy will get you focused on what you don't have. Some of us don't need the enemy's help. We're very good at looking at what we don't have anyway. Oh, I'd love to do that, but I can't do that. I don't have the money. I don't have the talent. I don't have the, the experience. I don't have the education. I don't have the opportunity. So we talk ourselves out of so many things that the Holy Spirit's trying to nudge us into the faith zone, but we're playing the safe zone saying, oh, no, we're not going to go there. But faith and the prophetic word of the Lord will draw you. It will draw you to run after God's plan and purpose for our lives. And he wants us to run after it. Secondly, faith comes from hearing the word of God. The written word in the Bible and also the spoken word through preaching and the living word through a testimony. The story of God's grace and power in your life. And number three, hope is also released as you hear other people's stories. How amazing. You're wrestling through a family situation. You hear another couple say, hey, we wrestled with something like that. And we did this and God's grace came and look at the results. Don't get angry and say, well, how come they've got it and we don't? It can stir hope or you can get upset and jealous. I've learned, let it stir hope and let me see the blessing flow over our lives. Whatever fills our hearts and minds ultimately leads us to establish some kind of trust or agreement with it. If our thoughts are constantly filled with imagining what bad things could happen to us or to those we love, we will establish an agreement with the spirit of anxiety. This is how anxiety and fear work. We actually start to dwell on something and we start to agree that that's probably what will happen and then it starts to destroy your faith and you lose hope and you get really sad and discouraged and maybe even depressed. If we choose to focus on what God isn't doing, it is more likely that we'll stumble over questions like, why didn't that person get healed? Or why is there so much evil in the world? Then we will establish an agreement with the spirit of bitterness, creating the atmosphere for the spirit of offense to arise, leading us to the ultimate sin of unbelief. But if we fill our minds and mouths with what God is doing and what He has done, we build an agreement with the spirit of faith. Whatever we agree with is what will fill our thoughts and mouths, and this is what we will release into the world around us. Hey, it's a choice. What are you agreeing with in our minds and our hearts? This is why David prayed in Psalm 19:14, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. God clearly showed the relation between meditation and declaration to Joshua when he said in Joshua 1.8, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Wow, what do we meditate on and what do we make an agreement with in our mind or heart? That's where we end up going. That's the power of faith and meditation and agreement in our hearts and our minds. When we fill our hearts and minds with the record of what God has done through conversations and meditation, we sustain a constant awareness of the God who invades the impossible. This attitude of awareness and expectation creates the hope, faith, courage and hunger that we need in order to respond to the needs and impossibilities around us. Pray and prophesy over the people and needs around us to release the provision and power of God. The Bible says that we make our way prosperous and successful. So don't be afraid or discouraged. King David often remembered the mighty works of God. I love the Psalms. Listen to this, Psalm 111.2. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Wow. Meditating, pondering, thinking about. Psalm 66.5 and 6. 
Come and see what God has done. How awesome his works in man's behalf. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. That's why we love singing songs of praise and thanksgiving and worship because we're reminding ourselves and reminding God of who he is and what he's done and what he can do. That's why it's so powerful. It's essential to regularly remember and give thanks for the blessings as this stirs our faith to believe that God can do it again. I don't know about you, but it's amazing how quickly we forget things if we don't regularly remind ourselves. We, we are incredible people. We remember the things we should forget and we forget the things we should remember. You know? We should forget. The Bible says forget the former things and the things that are under the blood of Jesus. But we start thinking about, oh, well, yeah, I'm not really that good and I don't think I can do that. And then we forget the amazing things of how awesome God is. We have an amazing time in church on Sunday. I think, oh, that's awesome. We're going to have an amazing week. By Wednesday, a few things have, haven't worked out and you've forgotten what you felt in, on Sunday. Because we, we remember the wrong things and we forget the wrong things. But God, help us to remember the right things because that will change us. When we share our story, our testimony, share the whole story, the, the, the truth, the honesty of it. And God will strengthen your heart. One interesting story uh, as we start to wrap it up today. Mark 8.13. Jesus got the disciples. They're in the boat crossing. And he had some great times with his disciples. They're going across the boat, the ocean in the boat. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Typical guys, always thinking of food. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed it with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. Aware of the discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes that fail to see and ears that fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? They were already in a situation. Jesus talked about yeast and the sin and the lies that the enemy was sowing to them. And they thought he was talking about bread. So he thought, well, I'll start where they're thinking. Remember, guys, when we only had those five buns and, and fish and how we multiplied and fed all those people. He says, in case you've forgotten that, remember this other time we did it. He was, what was he doing? He was bringing testimony and reminding the man of how awesome God is. And that's what God will regularly do to us. He will remind you of his faithfulness or his goodness. I know I regularly share the story of our oldest son, Stephen. When he was five days old, he was miraculously healed. He was born a month premier, had an infection in his lung with pneumonia, blew a hole in his lung and they had to cut a hole in his chest to, for him to survive and in humidity crib and the whole works in uh, emergency in Brisbane. On the fifth day, he was totally healed. God touched him and he kicked the humidity crib off and, and he started crying and they rushed him off and we're trying to work out what's going on. Mary Lynn was there and I was heading home. I'd been there all day and there was a prayer meeting going on with other people praying and God totally healed him. They did the x-rays, they showed us the before and after x-rays and all the hole was healed up and all the air that was trapped in the lungs were all totally gone. Sometime about 8 or 8.30 that night, God just touched him healed him. 
He did it when I was gone. So Mary Lynn was there and saw it all happen. And But it was totally healed. He's never had a problem with his chest ever since. Every time I share that story, it stirs my faith and it stirs other people's faith that God can do miracles. I remember I've shared quite a few times um, God's provision miraculous for us when we finished at the previous church at Budrum and then we had a couple of years of transition time and, and it was a God was working on us and we didn't have enough money to keep our kids in school and do all this stuff. But God sent a businessman who I didn't even know very well. God woke him up. He was a Catholic businessman that Mary Lynn used to sing with in the Red Cross Singers. And he rang me up and says, you need some help, don't you? I said, well, no, we're okay. He says, no, no. He said, God woke me up this morning in a dream with you and Mary Lynn and you need some money, financial help, don't you? Oh, well, I'm cornered now, so I had to. I had to be honest. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't know him very well, so I didn't want to take off his. And I s- he said, "What's your greatest thing?" I said, "Well, we want to. Don't want to move our kids out of the Christian school." He said, "Okay, send me the account, and I'll pay for their fees for the next term." He did that several terms. He put tires on our car, registration, Christmas gifts for two years. Whenever the need came, he rang us and said, "You need some more money, don't you?" That's how it, we did not ask him once. And it only happened once every few months, but it was exactly when we needed it for two years. And God taught us a fresh lesson of saying, I can do it again, and I'm in charge, and I know your need. He would never been a part of our church. I don't think ever been, I'm not even sure if he was born again. He was, went to a Catholic church, but he just had a, a faith in God, and, and God used him to provide for us supernaturally. So I share that story regularly. Whenever I do, it gives people hope that God can provide when you're going through a tough time. And We've got dozens of stories like that, and you've got probably more stories than you think, but we just don't remember them, we don't record them, we don't write them down, and we don't share them enough, because as we and some people think, well, I don't want to look like I'm more spiritual than them. Hey, it's not about that, it's about honouring God. Forget about yourself, honour God and let other people be stirred. Do it with grace and humility, but if it's honouring God, it will be a blessing. And miracles change the way we see. We often think what we don't have, but with God, He starts to tell what you do have and what you can have in the kingdom of God. Some people say, well, I just don't see with my eyes very clearly in the spirit realm. Well, guess what? God can speak to us in different ways. He can speak by helping you to see in the spirit where you read a scripture, all of a sudden you see it or you're you're praying and you see it happening. It's very powerful. Sometimes we see and know clearly. Other times we just can't see to connect with what God is saying or doing. If you can't see, sometimes you can hear. You just sort of hear the voice of God. You, someone's preaching, that's for me. Someone say, oh, I'm not really good at that either. Well, guess what? This is number three. We can all do this. The encouraging thing is if you can't see and you can't hear, you can always remember. This is where remembering the stories, the testimony of God is a choice and helps us to respond to the Lord. That's the power of testimony. That's the power of writing down. Writing down, having a journal, recording, sharing, inspiring, teaching one another out of it. Because in every story of what God has done, there is a revealing of His nature and an invitation to know Him experientially in a greater way. How awesome is that? God loves us. He doesn't play games with us. He loves us as a heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit's here to reveal His grace. You might be walking through a valley. There's need, there's sickness, there's pain. I just start reading the scriptures. I read the stories of Jesus. I start reading stories of revivals and moves of God and I just get fired up again. 
God, you can do it again. You can do it again. The men of Ephraim in Psalm 78, they said, Though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by His Lord. They forgot what He had done, the wonders He had shown them. Why did they have fear? Because they'd forgotten what God had done in the past. Joshua, amazing man of God. It says, after him and all his generation died, it says they turned away from God because they'd forgotten what God had done. What a terrible thing. Don't forget what God's done. Psalm 103 says, forget not all his benefits. And last scripture to wrap it up. Revelation 12.10 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. I like that. Not just shifted aside. Hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. There it is again. Declaring the finished work of the cross, the blood of the Lamb. Declaring the stories of God's forgiveness and grace and goodness in your life. The enemy will try and get you to forget. But God will get you to remember how awesome He is. How powerful He is. If you need provision in your life, start getting some stories of God's provision. You need healing, get some stories of healing. You need grace to walk through a challenging time. Read the story, stir your heart. Because let me tell you, it releases prophetic power for God to do it again. Live in the faith zone, not the safe zone. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Just let the Spirit of God touch our hearts. Thanks, worship team. Spirit of God. Right now, as I've been preaching, some of you have been starting to remember the amazing things that God's done. The Holy Spirit's reminding you of some of the incredible things that have happened in your family or your life. And there's so much more. There's so much more. God says, do it again. Maybe you're in the, in the midst of a need and you need a job or you need a breakthrough, you need direction. You're saying, well, I'm not sure where this all fits. Let me tell you, God can do it again. And part of the way you see it come is to remember and remind God and remind yourself and give thanks for what He's already done. Forget not all His benefits. Count your blessings. And then you will start to release prophetic faith for what God can do again and for the future. Oh, I just believe for that right now in Jesus' name. There's some people who are in you need a breakthrough in your lives with healing or provision or work or some area in your life you need a significant breakthrough. There's one or two people here and you've got some decisions to make and you're not quite sure what to do. I believe today God wants to remind you how He's led you in the past. Remember that time when He gave you a scripture? Remember that time when He just brought the right person that helped you to do that, don't live in fear. He can do it again. He can do it again. He can do it again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Right now in this place, I feel faith stirring in some hearts for breakthroughs. If this message has stirred your heart or there's a stirring in your heart of remembering and you need a breakthrough, just stand where you are right now. I just believe the Spirit of God wants to... Bring some breakthroughs right now. Don't be afraid. Just stand where you are and say, hey, 
I believe, I believe. Got something stirred in my heart already today saying, God, I believe. I believe. I believe. Oh, I believe. God can do it again. Lord, I believe for your breakthrough and provision. Lord, I believe for that lifting off of that addiction and fear off of my life. Lord, I believe that you're going to turn around my kids. God, I believe. I believe. I believe. God can do it again and again and again. Just reach up to heaven if you're standing. Just reach up to heaven right now. The Spirit of God wants to release fire. Be specific. Say, God, I'm believing for this. God, I'm believing for you to do this again. Lord, I'm believing for that restoration and that healing. God, I'm believing right now. That's right. Reach up to heaven. Say, God, I believe and I receive by faith. God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Right now, I release your spirit of faith, prophetic faith over this congregation. God, that you can do it again in Jesus' mighty name. I declare that prophetically for healing and breakthrough, for restoration in families, for financial provision. Lord, for that job that you're going to open up. God, I thank you that you are the God of miracles. You're the God that can do it again. You're the God who gives grace to keep on walking and running after you and not pulling back or stepping back. Lord, we reach up to you right now. Holy Spirit, just pour out that spirit of faith right now. Oh, God, that we will step up into the faith zone with you right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.